Welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. Today is February 22nd, 2024, and I'm 60. Woohoo! I like to kick and air drum and kick. I'm 60. All right, I was going to go at it alone today, but guess what? Luckily, luckily for you and luckily for me, Pilar Alessandra is not working today, so she is able to sit in as I play some of my favorite songs that were released during my birth year, 1964. These songs are 60 years old. Will you know them? I think you will. Will you love them? Hopefully. Will Pilar like them? Maybe. Meh. We'll find out. All right. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm eating bonbons out of my heart-shaped chocolate box that we talked about last time. I know. I could hear you eat them. Yes. Yes. Delicious. This is, this is caramel cream. I'm joking. <laughs> Happy birthday, honey. Thank you. Happy birthday. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday to me. I'm married to a 60-year-old man. I know. Did you think it? Did you think it could happen? <laughs> no. I know. It's weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Oh, well. You don't look 60. You certainly nope. don't act 60. I uh, know. Yeah. No, as a matter of fact, the other night in bed, you turned to me and said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you said, what's wrong with you? Not meaning like, are you okay? It was like, what's wrong with you mentally is how you said it. <laughs> like, seriously, what's wrong with you? <laughs> don't I say that like all the time? <laughs> Once a month. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to hear some cool tunes? I am. I mean, I'm excited because the episode actually drops right on my birthday. So how do I not do an episode, just Pat-centric episode? Ah, ah, right on your 60th birthday. Right on the 60th. Just just in time to remind everybody to send you presents. No, it's too late for that now. What? No, it isn't. They're listening on my birthday. They can't send me anything. It's birthday month. I'm excited for tonight, though. We're going to... I never saw the Ramones in concert. (laughs) And so the next best thing, or the only thing I can see right now, is Marky Ramone's Blitzkrieg. So I'm going to go to that tonight. Schmitty, Siegel, the concert wife's coming. Carrie Scott's going to be there. Some people from work, Chip Chinnery. Going to be fun. But it's a present from the real wife. It's a present from the real wife. <laughs> yes. You got me all the tickets. <laughs> yeah. You got all, you bought eight would, tickets and you said, divvy them up. I would like, uh, yes, that's and all. And you said, divvy them up, but do not give do not one to me. me. That's right. Do not give one to me. I do not want one. <laughs> So, and I've been listening to Ramones. I've been pre-gaming for like weeks, and uh, I believe Pilar and Rita are sick of it. Oh, sick of it. Yeah, we tune it out. One, two, three, four. <laughs> That's what you hear like all day long. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. That's live. That's a live counting. Got it. So a studio counting would be one, two, three, four. A live counting is one, two, three, four. Ah, take it, Didi. One, two, three, four. Just a little bit of a, a pace pickup. One, two, three, four. Got it. What about that? What about mm-hmm. four? All right. Do that to 60. <laughs> count to 60 like that? Yeah. What am I, Elmo? Well, I'll we'll be here on command. all day. All right. I'm pulling up, uh, I'm to pull up for some statistics. I'm pulling up uh, the Hot 100 singles of 1964. So this is a list of 
the top 100 songs, uh, according to Billboard, oh, in 1964. Oh, I thought it was like the hot 100 single people. No, 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 no. <laughs> and we don't that's know, how we Pat don't, was born. We don't know any of those. The end. All right, but I'm going to kick us off. And these are songs that I like. These are all songs I like. Okay. I just went through my iTunes and I checked songs that are dated 1964. Then I double checked to make sure that they were released in 1964. Mm-hmm. And that's the playlist. Okay. Got about, I don't know, 15 songs. All right. And these were created in 64 and you were created in 64. Yeah, these were released in 64. Maybe they were recorded in 63, but they were released in 64. And you were released in 64. <laughs> I was probably created in 63 also. <laughs> That's true. Because I was born in February. So right. I was definitely created in 63. Right. Something we don't really want to think about. But yeah. No, we yeah. do not want to think about it. Or even the release of it. Nope. No, not no. the release date. I was no. born breach. I can tell you that. Real? Well, that makes so much sense. And my mom will tell you, they got up in there. The well, doctor put their hands up in there and it oh, turned you around. Your poor mom. You owe her. She owes me. Wow. I bring great joy. But it makes so much sense that you were born upside down. All backwards. Yeah. All wonky. Yeah. So just kind of doing your own thing. Like, yeah, oh. I decided to go, go this way. <laughs> yeah, here I come. Here I yeah. Or maybe just like, I just want to stick around. I still came through the front door. I could have been a cesarean. I could have came through a window on the side of the house. <laughs> That's true. Uh, now this song is actually, this kind of, this is first in the playlist. It was only in the playlist, but I moved it up to first because I'm dedicating this one to you. Me? Yes, because Fila has been just uh, constantly meowing and scratching at our door for the past few nights. You'll say for the past 10 years, but anyway. Mm -hmm. And last night was not a great night's sleep for you. No. So with that... From 1964, this is the Beatles with A Hard Day's Night. <laughs> and it's got the most iconic intro. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night, I should be sleeping like a love. But when I get home to you, I find the things that you do. That just, that guitar at the beginning, it's that bing, it's like immediately you know what song it is. You know what I suspect? What? That song is about sex. I never realized. 1964, they're singing about sex. Well, they could sing it in a way that, you know, wasn't blatant. To you, the things that yeah, you do. We didn't get in any, you know, slapping that ass. They didn't sing stuff like that and, you know. I think they still don't sing slap in that ass, but okay. Yeah, they do. There's songs that say slap that ass. Gosh. gosh. Yeah. Now that you're 60, you're going to talk like an old man. Is that, man, my day, I'm we didn't say slap in that ass. It was more innuendo back then. <laughs> it was more innuendo. <laughs> uh, when the Rolling Stones were on uh, Ed Sullivan, they were not allowed to sing Let's Spend a Night Together. Mm-hmm. They had to sing "Let's spend some time together." Did they? Did they choose to do that, or did they? No, they were told the to. No, they were told to do it, and they did it. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. I would have just thought they would said, "Then we're not going to sing that song. We'll sing a different song." But they did it. I think Mick gave like an eye roll, like "Let's spend some time together." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and famously, the Doors, when "Light My Fire," they weren't supposed to say "Take You Higher," mm-hmm. and he 
blatantly does it. Uh, and that's the that's the difference. Uh, and he's dead, and Mick Jagger's still alive at uh, eighty. Will you stop? Well, what so, are you gonna do? So you're saying, like, uh, what are you gonna do? All right. Again, that was an old man thing. Song two. You follow the rules, you get to live. Song two. Okay. Now, the first time I heard this song was probably a cover version of it by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. This song was written by Jack Nitschke. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And a young man by the name of Sonny Bono. Wow. Originally recorded by The Searchers, I believe. And this was... The song that clocked in at number 100 in 1964. So they made it. They made it to the top 100. They squeaked right in there at number 100. And this song is called, by the searchers, Uh Needles and Pins. I saw her today. I saw her face. It was a face I loved. And I knew I had to run away Get down on my knees and pray That they'd go away But still they began Needles and pins Because of all my pride The tears I gotta hide Hey, I thought I was smart Did you know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like the original. It sounds great. Yeah, it does. I, I noticed that a lot of these songs from the 60s, uh, they give you the title of the song like um, like almost immediately. Like the Beatles, Hard Day's Night was like, it's been the, it was the first thing they said. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is, it comes right in. It's like the first deal. So, no, just saying. Where's Sonny Bono on that? He's just playing guitar? No, no, no. He just wrote the song. Oh, okay. No, I don't think Sonny played guitar. So He could barely sing. <laughs> But he got enough money from that publishing deal to get Cher. Oh, uh, he might he might have had his name on other songs too. I don't know what else Sonny might have written. He might have written a bunch of songs that I don't know about. There you go. But yeah, he got Cher, and uh, and Cher's iconic. She's gonna she is on the ballot to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. What do you think? Well, I think absolutely she deserves to be. She's been she's iconic. Madonna's in. How is Cher not? I don't know. I guess I I feel she's had hits in every decade. But she doesn't write them, does she? Linda Ronstadt doesn't write her songs either. That's true. That's true. Is that your share? That's my that's my share. <laughs> well, you had Happy. it now. She now she's country share. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> that's kind of like a Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, that's Johnny Cash. That's. Johnny okay. Cher. This is so random, but mm-hmm. do you remember Cher's eulogy for Sonny? I do remember some of it. I was driving. I was in the car. Did you have to pull over? No. I'm, why would I pull over? Because you were crying? No. But okay. it was so, it, I felt, there are certain things in your life where you're like, to see that live, mm-hmm. you know, or to, to hear it live. Yeah. And in this case, I was in the car. I think I was, I don't know, maybe I was delivering food or something. I don't think yeah. you, because it was before you and I met, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then- she starts talking about Sunny and she's kind of choking up and she's telling the story of how they met and all this. And it's so, it was so genuine and it was so interesting. Yeah. You know, it was like, what's happening here? You know, I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of famous, that particular eulogy, or maybe it just feels famous to me. He passed in 1998 at the age of 62. So you and I were, we were together. Yeah, three years in. Hmm. 
And it was, a, I'm pretty sure it was a, uh, it was just an accident. It was a skiing accident, right? Uh, Bono died on January 5th, 1998 of injuries incurred when he hit a tree while skiing. Yeah. I can tell you from someone who used to ski and is now a little bit afraid to slap the skis on because I haven't done it for so long. I'd have to be on like the bunny slope for like a whole day before I would go on a real slope. I think, I think you'd get right back on it. Well, I mean, when I used to ski, if you would fall, you knew how to fall and your body was, could take it. And now, you know, you pop a knee out or something. But yeah, if he was going fast and hit a tree, oh my God. And in, in 98, they probably weren't wearing helmets when they skied either. Yeah. No, Not, no, that's, that seems more recent that people are wearing helmets, but. Again, every conversation turns into a 60-year-old man. You notice that? Oh, yeah, they weren't wearing helmets. Well, I don't think so. Back in that day. No, well, they weren't. I think I'd be on the buddy slope now. Yeah, well, I'm saying what I would do <laughs> right now. Because I could break a knee. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Rock Solid listeners, it's Pat, and I just wanted to let you know that Mr. Big is currently on the Big Finish Tour. They're playing the album Lean Into It in its entirety with all their other well-known hits and deep cuts. Now, they're touching down in Southern California coming up in May, and they're going to start it off at the Canyon at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills, California. It's a beautiful place to see a show. The sound is amazing. There are no bad sight lines. Any seat at the Saban Theater is a good seat. So if you want to go see Mr. Big do what they do best one last time, you're going to get to see Billy Sheehan, Paul Gilbert, and Eric Martin. They're going to be rocking the Saban, and tickets can be found at access.com. That's A-X-S dot com. You can also go to the Canyon Club website where musicmeetsthesoul.com and you can see all the upcoming events. But you want to get your tickets now, Friday, May 10th, Mr. Big, Saban Theater, The Big Finish. It's your last chance. If you never saw them, now's the time. Now back to the show. Let's see how well you know me. I know you pretty well. Well, let's find out. Oh, Name no. some pop culture things that I love. What don't you love? You like, you know, squ those square-headed dolls. Okay. But like, think of like movies and TVs and stuff. What do I like? Oh, Tom Cruise, Mission mm -hmm. Impossible, um, Marvel movies, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, Batman, but not, you like the man, you don't like the... <laughs> You don't like the movies, but you like the man. I like the mo I like the Christian Bale movies. I like the Christian Bale movies. Okay, there's one know. you're am missing. I, am there's I getting one, close? There's one you're missing. We we saw a couple of these films at the premiere. James Bond. Yes. Yes, you love James Bond. And with that, I'm going to play a James Bond song oh. from 1964, sung by Shirley Bassey. And look, everyone I know will put this movie in their top three easily, easily, Goldfinger. For sure. Goldfinger. He's the man, the man with the Midas touch. A spider's touch. Is this song about sex too? <laughs> Such a cold finger. Beckons you 
to enter his web of sin. Oh, but. But don't go in. Ooh. Don't go into his web of sin. Don't go in. The actor who played Goldfinger, all of his lines are dubbed in the movie. Yeah. And I watch it and I'm like, that, they, this is some great dubbing. I can barely tell that it's, I, I can't tell at all. Is that because he talked like this? I don't know. <laughs> I know he looked the part. But I don't know if this is the voice you want. No, Mr. Bond, prepare to die. Prepare to die, Bond. <laughs> Get my laser. <laughs> um, so uh, you like that song. Do you like all the songs so far? I do. I've only played three. I, I like them. You know, as you were playing that, I was thinking, the thing about Bond songs is that you, because I started like dancing, you're like, you mm-hmm. can't dance to them. You know, you can't really sing along to them. You have to just like vibe to them. To they're just, they're just them. a vibe. Yeah, you have to vibe to them yeah. for sure. Uh, this next song, a lot of British invasion on the list because it all started right around 1964. Ah. This song for me is actually uh, wishful thinking. <laughs> okay. As of, as of today, this song is wishful thinking. Okay. This is the Rolling Stones. See how that's wishful thinking. Well, no, I think time's on your side. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's definitely on Mick Jagger's side. Oh, yeah. Touring this year. He knew. He knew. Everybody would come running back to him, no matter how old he gets. That's true. Yeah. That's true. What are you going to be like when you're 80? He's like 80, right? (sighs) He's 80. I mean, I think you're going to be exactly the same. You've Just a little more frail. You've On the bunny slope. Exactly the same. Pretty much, although you have opened your mind a little bit more, I would say. I have to be responsible. I have children. Yes. But I just I just feel like you've, you're like the same person, you know, that's one of the, the secrets to your youth is that you, yeah. you're the, the pat I met. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like the compliment. <laughs> and because of that, I'll dedicate another song to you. Now, I don't think you like this artist so much. Okay. I don't think you like his voice. Oh. This gentleman was, uh, this gentleman passed, like, I've outlived this guy. And um, I think if this guy was good looking, he would have been just as famous as Elvis. Because he actually wrote his own songs, too. Sadly, he was just an average looking Joe. This is Roy Orbison. And here's a song dedicated to you. that in the song later. 
Oh, I forgot to tell you guys earlier, when I played A Hard Day's Night, that song came in at number 13 in the top 100 Billboard songs of 1964. Oh, Pretty Woman comes in in the top five. It comes in at number four. Wow. Now, we can play a game then, and you guys can start thinking about it as you're listening to this episode. The playout song today is going to be the number one song from 1964. Don't say it, Pilar. If I you, don't know what it is. I know, but don't even guess. Okay. Don't even guess out loud because you might hit on it. Uh-oh. So everyone, you guys can start thinking about what could have been the number one song in 1964. Or, or they All could right? Google it. <laughs> they could Google it, but it's more fun if they're driving around in their car. They're driving around in their car and they just want to guess. That's more fun. All right. You know I love The Who. Who? Yes. I go to see The Who every time they come. Who? Yes. Both of those bands, Yes and The Who. <laughs> this song did not is not in the top 100 of 1964, but this is in my top five Who songs. It's one of my favorite Who songs. It's hard for me to pick five Who songs, but what are you doing? You're shifting in your seat. I'm, I'm stretching because remember... I'm old too, so my feet are falling asleep. Okay. Well, now who's talking old? <laughs> oh, my feet fall asleep when I sit. Oh, I was drinking a coffee and eating a chocolate and my foot fell asleep. Ah, oh, they're both asleep. I can't even walk. All right. So this is one of my favorite Who songs of all time. From 1964. This is I Can't Explain. say I can't explain like immediately here comes the big drum break you ready all right that's it Keith Moon on drums so that's such an iconic song Mm -hmm. if it's not in the top 100 when it first comes out well I don't know if I don't know when the who broke in America hit wise but um, they did not have any hits in the top. They did not have any songs in the top 100 in 1964. They just, they just didn't. So I don't know when they broke in America. And then things will get replayed and then they become big hits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people find the songs. And, but like when that song was released as a single in the U.S., I guess it... I mean, it doesn't mean it, doesn't, it didn't chart. It just didn't make it into... The year's end, they take what were the top 100 of the year. That could have been like in the top 40 somewhere within the year, oh. but it didn't have staying power or lasting power to, you know, keep, keep them afloat. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Did you ever think, because I mean, you've got a great voice, you do podcasting now. Um, I mean, you were stand-up, mm-hmm. but did you ever think before all this stuff that you might go into being a radio DJ? I, I just, I just, I don't know why I thought that that was like an impossible thing to do. Cause you're like, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just didn't think, I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I, 
you're perfect, right? Well, you I can, don't know if I'm perfect. Yeah, no. I mean, like, but you have the voice, you know, the music and all Do that stuff. Do I have the voice? Yes. Yes. Uh, really? Yeah, that voice is that. You know, that got the ladies. That got me. That's for My sure. My voice got the ladies. The voice. Yes, and you know. Like those the Jordash jeans didn't get the ladies is the voice. The voice. Right. Everybody loves the voice. I don't know if that's true. This it is the is. first I'm hearing of this. You that is you you I'm know you hearing, have a great I, voice. No, I don't I don't know whether I do or don't. If you didn't it's just the voice like a lot of people when they record here and they put the headphones on, they're like, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. I don't even think about it anymore. It's just, it's just my voice. Now it was definitely a, a, a in the plus column for me and also like that's why people i mean they've been listening to you if you had a terrible Mm. voice i don't think they could be dealing with you know so many episodes of i'll tell you for me your voice was way low on the list there was other things that i liked better (laughs) so i'm just gonna tell you that your laugh's good i was thinking about my 50th birthday because that was 10 years ago we had a party here at the house yeah and i saw some pictures the other day and i forgot christy was in the pic so i've known christy now over 10 years. I know. It's crazy, right? It is crazy. It I is. mean, it's, it's just, yeah. And for the record, in case Christy's listening, you look exactly the same, Christy. Christy okay, well, first of all, I would bet $10 million Christy's not listening. <laughs> she doesn't even listen. I think the last episode Christy probably listened to was the Elliot Easton episode. <laughs> and that was probably 10 years ago. So Christy is absolutely not listening. All right, here's a song by one of my favorite bands, and this one did make the Hot 100 here in America. It got up to number 79. Here we go. And this is in mono. I like the mono version. I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm just going to let the music do the talking. Okay. Number 79 of the Top 100. Here we go. The title of the song immediately. Yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night. Yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing now. Oh yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night. You really got me. You really got me. You really got me. I gotta be honest, feelers really got you, so you can't sleep at night. I can't sleep. That's the Kinks, right? That's the Kinks. Every yeah. time you play a Kinks song, I like. Yeah, I I love them. I, yeah, you've turned me into a Kinks fan. They're great. You've turned Ezra into a Kinks fan. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ezra is a Kinks fan. Yes. Uh, so that fuzzy guitar at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumor has it is the way they got that is uh, Dave Davies, the younger brother who plays lead guitar took his mom's knitting needle and shoved it into his amplifier speaker. Oh, I'm sure mom appreciated that. Well, I mean, he didn't break her knitting needle. He broke his amplifier. Could have, he did. But couldn't he electrify himself, sure, electrocuted sure himself? Well, here's the thing. I'm sure she was fine with it when the money started coming in. <laughs> now she, she had a ton of knitting needles Could then. pay for the hospital bills. And we, uh, this, we saw the house where that song was written That's right. when we took our Kinks tour in London. That's right. Because they wrote it right in their front room of their house. That's mm-hmm. where that song was created. Yep. It's wild. 60 years later, people still love it. And it got a rebirth. Van Halen recorded a version of it on their first album. Did you ever hear their version? 
Um, that is probably the version I I knew the best, right? Yeah, because I remember I remember it in high school. I believe when I saw the Kinks uh, in '95 or '96, uh, I think Ray Davies introduced it as uh, you you might know this. Here's one by Van Halen. I think is what, <laughs> but here's what they did with it. That is a, a pretty rocking song. It is a pretty rocking song. And you know what I just realized? Because they also did a cover of another song I've already played. So let's just hear this. Do you know what this song is? Oh, yeah. This is the one I dedicated to you. Hear a little bit of Dave on this one. Pretty woman, walking down the street. Pretty woman, the kind I like to meet. Pretty woman. What do you think of that? I remember that well as well. So my, okay, let's reminisce for a second. About me? I'm going to take you back to me in uh, eighth grade. Okay. okay? So... I was kind of a dork. What a surprise. And um, this tall, blonde, with perfectly feathered hair, Mm -hmm. Pam Myers, decided that I would be her wingman for some reason. I guess she needed a short, dumpy, dorky sidekick, right? So she tells me, hey, you know, you want to get high? You want to get high? And I was like... Um, so, um, I meet her and you just said yes. Yeah. Because I was one of those kids. What a follower. I was, I was just, yeah. Like peer pressure, Pilar, peer pressure, Alessandra. So I, I go and I, and I, and I meet her like, like the alley behind the gym. I mean, it could not be more, it's ridiculous. So, uh, so I guess I passed the test and I become her wingman for, Mm -hmm. A summer, and I would sleep over her house, and she was terrible to me. She was a complete bully. But one thing I remember was you surround yourself with the best people. Always. I know, I know. But she was, you know, I wanted that tall blondness to rub off on me somehow. So anyway, so um, like she had this giant poster of David Lee Roth. Okay. On a fence. Oh yeah, that one, right? Yeah, I know that. Like poster. he's like, I probably tiny. have it in this room somewhere. Yeah, like like he's like, on his knees and his hands are above his. Yeah, yeah, shirtless. Yeah, yes. And I remember going like, "What is that?" I yeah. was so shocked. And she's like, "Yeah, it's David Lee Roth. That's my boyfriend." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's your boyfriend. He's so hot. You know, and I had like, I had like posters of Sean Cassidy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's also like, a good poster. Clean cut, and you yeah. know, I was like, "Ooh, Sean Cassidy," and she's like, "No." David Lee Roth. Well, yeah, that you girl shouldn't nothing. have been your friend. She was so mean. Have you ever met David Lee Roth? No. Have you met Sean Cassidy? Yes. Yeah, see? I would still pick Sean Cassidy. You're right. Yes. You're right. David Lee Roth is a crazy person. That's right. Sean and Cassidy's, so was <laughs> is, Yeah, Sean Cassidy's a family man. I bet she's on her fourth husband by now. I don't know. No. I don't know. Someone out there look her up. No. <laughs> don't do that. All right, now. 
I, I didn't know much about this band until I saw a documentary on them that was, I believe, produced, definitely narrated by Tom Hanks. And I had no idea that the Beatles' big rival on the charts back in the early 60s wasn't the Rolling Stones. It was actually the Dave Clark Five. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I learned so much from this documentary. And this is a song by the Dave Clark Five that charted for the top 100 of the year, 1964. It came in at number 23. This song is called Glad All Over. Here we go. Ever hear that song? Yeah, of course. Where where did you discover this music? Because I'm thinking your parents, they were kind of a generation before in terms of what they liked. Okay. Right? Yeah. They didn't really like like this kind of sixties stuff. No. They listened to like Andy Williams. Kenny and, Rogers. Yeah. Loretta Lynn. Right, right, right. And then your brother listened to like the music Neil they Diamond. listened to. And the music they listened to. But then he would like listen to like more mellow things like Neil Diamond and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Neil Diamond, he rocks. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah, and I know my brother might have had like a Dylan greatest hits. He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't like he didn't go out and seek out music. He so just, then, so then you've got the popular music of of like our high school days that we yeah. just talking about. Yeah, like but, he liked Boston, the Boston album. You know. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, like you finding the popular music makes sense, but where. Do you find, how did you end up in knowing a 1960, all these 1964 songs? Cause well, you got, I kind of worked my way backwards. Like let's talk about the kinks. Uh, in 1981, Jim Schultz purchased, give the people what they want. Oh, I'm looking that at album it. Up there, signed yeah. by Ray Davis, it's my favorite kinks album. Uh huh. And so Jim Schultz purchased that. And he said, uh, Oh, I just purchased this Kink out, Kinks album. You know that song, Destroyer? I'm like, yeah. And so I borrowed that album from him. I'm like, oh, this is a great album. So then I buy that album, and I love it. And then you start to go back, because that's not their first album. It's like their 15th album or something. So they have all this back catalog that you just you just gradually go back, and then you go, oh, there's the, these, there's these 70s albums, and then these 60s albums. And so you work your way back sometimes. I didn't know anything about the Dave Clark Five until I saw that documentary, you know, like eight or nine, ten years ago. Oh. I, and then you're like, oh. Okay. So, you're, so I'm still discovering still things. Still learning. Yeah. But um, the Who, I mean, the first Who album I bought was Face Dances. And that didn't even have Keith Moon on it. I didn't even know who Keith Moon was. And then you work back. And then you find, you know, you eventually find everything. If you like the band, you just you just discover it and find everything. Got it. Got it. And so, you know, and people, you know, college, a lot of, everyone listened to music in college. I feel like more people were in tune with music in college than they were for me in high school. It was really just me and Schultz, Gallagher to an extent. He, like John Gallagher, he bought the first Marshall Crenshaw album. Really? Yeah. I sent him a picture last week. I said, 42 years ago, you turned me on to this artist and I'm still a fan. I'm, I, and I sent him a picture from the concert. That's I saw so him cool. last night. Yeah. So it's like. 
And sometimes people would lend you an album and you're like, that doesn't work for me. Hmm. I don't like that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if I answered your question. No, it does. It does. All your deep dives have paid off. They've been educations. Deep diving. (laughs) All right. This next song, this is a duo from America. Their name is Simon and Garfunkel. And in 1964, they released an album called Wednesday Morning, 3 a.m. And there was a song on there called The Sounds of Silence. Now, I think a year later, they re-recorded the version that we know and love. So this is a little bit more stripped down, a little bit more of an acoustic version. But when you listen to it, it doesn't sound that much different. You might not even know that it's different. But this is the version that was released in 64. And it's one of my favorite songs. And again, I can't believe that a young 20-year-old kid could write these words. It's the song I talk about most often when I talk about an old soul. Uh Uh-huh. Because again, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend isn't something that Rita and her friends are going to write next year. (laughs) All right. The Sounds of Silence. Hello Darkness, My Old Friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping Can you hear that one of them's in your left channel and one's in your right? That was planted in my brain It's pretty cool. Still remains Within the sound of silence I think Paul's in our left. In restless dreams I walked alone See, now in the other version, it's the drums come in. I think it's Hal Blaine on drums and it really picks up. And that's the hit version. So they they knew that they had a good song, even though it didn't catch fire. They knew a year later, like we need to, we should rework Sound of Silence. There's something there. So well, it's did, a good thing that they well, did. Well, there was also the soundtrack, um, the, the graduate. Yeah. So did 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 it get reworked for the soundtrack? Because I that's I where I don't know. Let me see. Let me see if I can find that in my playlist of 90,000 songs. <laughs> Let me see. Find my Simon and Garfunkel playlist. Boom. There it is. All right. Let me find that uh, the Graduate soundtrack. What year did that come out? I'm not seeing it. Yeah. I mean, it's there. I mean, it's definitely in the Graduate soundtrack for sure. But we knew that. All right. I'm not answering any questions. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was reworked for that. No, I don't think it was. I think this. I think it was reworked and then it was put on the soundtrack. It was re- reworked for another album and then put on the soundtrack. I like. Following I me? like stumping you. Yeah, like- it was on. It was on an album called, oddly enough, an album called "Sounds of Silence." Oh. And then the graduate came a little bit later. Got it. I don't know if you stumped me, smartass. <laughs> Um, all right. Now here's a band that I love and I did get this band, the level of this band from my brother. Cause he listened to them. He had like a greatest hits or one of their, he had their album. Uh, what was it called? Who loves you that had uh, Oh what a night mm-hmm. and, uh, December 1963. And, uh, the band is the four seasons. This is a band you do not like. When I, don't, I, when I, don't. I play the four seasons, I feel like you don't like, I like it. them. I feel like you don't. No. I do. I do. Look, I I loved. We we saw the musical. Remember? 
Well, yeah, we saw Jersey Boys. Yeah, it totally made me appreciate the music. All right, good. Like, That's right. Here's the thing. Then we saw the movie, and that there, made you hate it there again. There is a certain male tenor mm-hmm. that, like, music was your thing, right? Singing was my thing, yeah. right? <laughs> Although I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there's a certain male tenor that, like, annoys me, you know? And but isn't he falsetto? Is that considered the tenor? Yeah, he goes into a falsetto. All right. There's a certain voice, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what you you mentioned, uh, Roy Orbison. Yeah. Orbison. Orbison. Same thing, you know. It just it, it I find it annoying, but <laughs> I appreciate the music. All right. You well, know. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. I'm scrolling through. I don't. They they had songs that um they had like three or four songs that were on the Hot 100 in 1964, but I don't believe this one was one of those. But this was released. In 1964, and this song is from the album Ragdoll. This song is called Save It For Me. All right, here we go. kind of an under under the radar song in their that catalog one, yeah i mean yeah. it's it's one of their hits but it just wasn't didn't wasn't in the top 100 of 1964 hmm. doesn't mean it didn't chart doesn't mean it wasn't successful <laughs> um i wonder if this next song is on here boy it should be it's really dude heavy the chart back then i gotta be honest with you well they're not really Uh, Let me see. The Supremes come in at number 10. Barbara Streisand's at 11. What was the Barbara Streisand's? People. Oh, really? People who need people. I don't love that song. The Supremes at number 10 with Where Did Our Love Go? Oh, great. Yes. Love that one. Dancing in the Streets, Martha and the Vandellas was hit number 17. And you know what? That's a great song. That is a great song. And you know what? What? (laughs) Hold on now. People listening know what's coming. You don't. Linda, you don't know. Linda Ronson cover? No. No, you don't know what's coming. But okay. people people listening, they know. Okay. Because I've already done this twice already. So here we go. Van Halen, Dancing in the Street. It sounds like they just went to the 1964 Hot 100 chart. and. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I was going to play any Van Halen today because they are not a 64 band. No. Listen to what Eddie Van Halen's doing with that guitar, though. Yeah. Can we go back to the original, please? Yes, I'm Thank sorry. you. Well, that's not on my list, but Ugh. I'm just trying to scroll down to see if the song I'm going to play is on the list. And if it's not, I'm really going to be surprised. All right, what other ladies are on the list? Supremes again with Baby Love. Leslie Gore with You Don't Own Me. Oh! That's such a great song. And then this one is on the list. It comes in at number 37 of the 100 
songs of 1964. Uh-huh. And I've always loved this song. And I know you're going to like this one. Okay. If you see me walking down oh, the yeah. street And I start to cry Each time we meet Walk on breakup song list and I shortened the breakup song oh, list. Oh, so now people get to hear it. Ah, so good. So here's the deal with this song. It was released in April 1964 and it reached number six on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's other songs, maybe it only stayed at number 100 for a week or maybe two. So any song that's above that means that it either hung out at number one or above for longer. But still uh, an impressive showing um you know, for Dionne Warwick. What else does it say about it? Uh, the song was ranked number 51 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. That's pretty great. How do you feel about Rolling Stone's lists they're, in general? They, they're stupid. <laughs> they really suck. Yeah. Put it this way. Here's my example of why they suck. They, they ranked every cast member of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus was way high, like in the top 30. And she's up there because of Seinfeld. Right. She didn't make a blip on Saturday Night Live. I don't know a character. I don't know anything she did on there. Yeah. She shouldn't be up there at all. So, I mean, that, I think they have these, I think they have young people making the, yeah, this is, yeah, this is old man talk. I think they have people making the list that weren't familiar with Saturday Night Live. I don't think it's a young person thing. I think it's a, I think it's a, some bro dude. It's just some dude that was like, yeah, I know everything about Saturday Night Live. And they're like, great, you make the list. Yeah. And it's one guy's taste. It's always one guy. It's one guy's taste. And it's crazy. And that, I mean, and that, the top, ranking every cast member of Saturday Night Live, that is difficult. Like who would be your number one you have to pick your number one cast member on Saturday Night Live. Well, I guess, you know, for me, I was going with nostalgia and like who like impacted me. Yeah, but that's that's probably one of the people that needs to be up there. I would go Gilda Radner. That, right. that would be because no one's going to argue with she that. She created a great character. Yeah. She set a tone. She yeah. was, you know, she set a tone for all the the female performers. Yep. Yeah, Gilda Radner. And, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard, but I mean, I mean, Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Was, just a, he seemed to change everything. Remember, we watched. Yeah. We watched that season, and we were like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah. We thought we discovered him. He's fearless. <laughs> yeah, he's fearless. And he tried to change the whole feeling of the kind of sketches mm-hmm. that they do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then totally. and Kristen Wiig. Yeah, she was great. Just. I mean, Tina Fey, I mean, it's so different. Mike Myers. I mean, Mike Myers created so many characters on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he did. He was annoying. 
<laughs> but see, that's the thing is like, it's just a taste thing, right? So, but you, I agree with you. He's iconic, here, but it, you know, it's, it's here, also like, then it all goes down to who do you yeah. like? Here's a theory I have. Okay. When you create a character on Saturday Night Live, they own part of the rights to it. So if you want to make a movie or anything, Saturday Night Live's involved. Laura Michaels makes money. They're making money. Mm -hmm. I have a theory that Mike Myers had Austin Powers that whole time. And he's like, no, I'm Mm -hmm. not doing this on the show. Because if I do, I'm going to have to split the rights. I'm going to save this for when I'm not on the show anymore. I heard a different story because he talks about this. He says, (laughs) and the reason I remember this story is it reminds me of me and you is that he was doing this character incessantly at home yeah, and his baby. wife kept saying <laughs> write it down yeah, make a movie out of it stop doing it in front of me and i remember thinking i get you i get you yeah. i i, I well, feel your pain look but he didn't bring that character to saturday night live but i think it was after saturday night live that's what i mean it's like he didn't have that job anymore so he's just going around doing things for his wife yeah, I like my his wife better. is going crazy and he has to make a movie i like my theory better. <laughs> all right we're almost we're almost to the end here okay i've got uh, just a few songs this next band now this next band i'm not i'm not a big fan of this band i like their hits the band's called the beach boys they have a song that comes in at number 5 on the top 100 it's i get around then they have a song when's their next one they have they have a couple songs on here but i don't believe the one i'm gonna play was in the top 100 but i really like it okay i'm scrolling through though i don't want to get it wrong i'm just looking at a list folks anyone can do it at home and i hope you're still trying to figure out what the number one song oh yeah 1964 is gonna be about that game um i'm not seeing this on the list but this is one of my favorite Beach Boy songs, and it's called Don't Worry Baby. Okay. Here we go. Do you know this song? I might. Great song. Although I have to say, uh, there's that annoying tenor again. It's it's that is it, but it's is that it, falsetto. Is it a tenor? Okay. It's a, I think it is a falsetto. I just it's like right. it for me. It, it tune. I start tuning it out, and then I think, wait a minute. If a woman was singing that, would I be annoyed? And it's like, no. I think it would actually be really cool. So I don't know. I I think it's just sexism on my part. It is definitely I, is. I don't like uh, men with girly voices. <laughs> now I only have one more. I actually only have one more song. It's the play out song. But yeah, once you said that you wanted to do this today, because you're like, I can do that. I'm like, I'm okay. No, that was not how it went at all. You said you want to do it with me. And you were like, yeah, but then you're like, are you sure? I said, yes. yeah, because I mean, it's your it's your birthday, and you know. So I here's what I did though. What? Since I'm going to play the number one song of 1964, before we hear that, mm-hmm. I'm going to play the number one song. Of 1966, when you were born. Oh, make me feel old. What is it? All right. Do you have any idea what it could be? Hmm. It's a great one. You're going to love it, too. It's a Beatles song? 
It's not a Beatles song, but I think you're going to love it. Okay, what? I'm just going to play it. You'll know it. What? So I'm just going to play it. Here's the number one song. Let me look at this. Let me first, before I play a little. If you're turning 60 and I'm only two years and I was born in 66. <gasps> oh my God. It means I'm going to be 58. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you this. The number 100 song of 1966 is a kink song called A Well-Respected Man. Okay. That could be about me. I think I'm. Um, okay, so this is the number one song okay. of 1966. Okay. It's it's an American group. Uh-huh. Let's hear it. get you now because i was like i don't love this song and but uh, but of course california dreaming yeah but because we live in la and and, and we came this is here our home it, yes and you're a mama and i'm a papa <laughs> that's right so i mean come on yeah you're absolutely you don't right. like that song i don't know i've gotten bitter I, in I my old you age. did like that song yeah i just look like somebody who like the mamas and papas i guess so you know because i'm a woman in her 50s and we all wear like Moo's now and we do yoga say love and light <laughs> please don't say that ever okay i'm wait, gonna wait, wait, wait before you do your play out song okay here it is no no wait <laughs> the number one song no, of 196 no. okay wait, go ahead what wait i want to say what? happy birthday oh thank you yeah i think first of all i think everybody who's listening is really happy you were born You've brought so much joy into people's lives. That's true. They listen to your stuff when they're like, when they're driving, when they're exercising, when they're cooking, when they're hanging out. I they agree. Really making love. They listen when they're making love. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Honey, let's put a podcast on. <laughs> get busy. <laughs> they, they, you know, they really appreciate the hard work you do, you know, and, and also the knowledge that you have and also, like how you actually answer absolutely everybody's emails, I do and try. like you, you know about their lives. I mean, people come and and visit. You have like a whole community, and I mean, it's just a corner of what makes you cool. Jim Jones also had a community, <laughs> but because everybody's listening to this podcast, yeah. I just think it's like part of what you should really be celebrating about your 60 years on this planet. You've, right. you've created something well, really you. special with Rockstar. It's very nice of you. And I'm being glib, but thank you. Uh, I started this when I was 47. So I've done, I did it the whole decade of my 50s. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. Well, thank you. It, it, your words mean things. And I appreciate it. <laughs> it touches me deeply. Uh, do you want to promote a little bit? Tell people where they can find you on the socials. Um, go to onthepage.tv. That's my website. All my socials are at on the page. All has to do with screenwriting and TV writing and storytelling in general. Simple, simple, simple. Yeah. Easy to find you. We are at Rock Solid Show on Twitter and Instagram. Lisa Solak runs the Instagram. I run the Twitter. Rocksolidpodcast.com is the website that Kyle put together and keeps up and running and patreon is patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast now 
prior to playing the number one song in 1964. I'm going to read the top 10 in, uh, is it descending order? When you start from 10 and go to one, is that descending or asc- that's ascending? Us. Ending. That's ascending because we're ascending to number one. Are, aren't we supposed to be like old know. and no things? I don't know. No okay, idea. Okay, number 10, Where Did Our Love Go by The Supremes. Hmm. Number nine, Last Kiss by J. Frank Wilson and The Cavaliers. I don't know if I, I know, know that. Is that, no, that, I'm thinking of Save the Last Dance for me. I don't know what yeah. Last Kiss is and we're never going to know. Look it up yourselves. <laughs> number eight, We'll Sing in the Sunshine by Gail Garnett. Have no idea. I think I know. I, I think I know what it Couldn't is. Couldn't tell you how to save my life. Yes. Couldn't hum it for anything. I think it's Boppy. All right. My Guy by Mary Wells. <gasps> Such a great song. Nothing you can sing. Oh, my. That is, that's, yeah. You know All what? Right. Play that. <laughs> Why? Because that's my birthday song to you. All right. But it's not the playout song. No. Okay, I hope I have it. I've been, God I've been, damn it. I'm, what if I don't have it? I'm, I'm interrupting you. It's the... Our new chapter. I wonder if I have it. Sixty more years where I interrupt you. Ninety-six thousand songs. Do I have it? You don't have my guy. <gasps> it's not in there. What? It's not in there. Hold on now. I can have it for a dollar twenty-nine in a matter of seconds. And didn't Cher cover that one too? I hope so. I'll play her version. No. I'm looking it up. This is fun radio. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I'm purchasing. Yeah. This is downloading. My, Look at this. This, is, this. I mean, this is what's crazy about music. Now, I didn't own that song. And now in a second, I just clicked one button. I'm going to own it. But I can't believe the one song. Like, you don't own that. You. I don't. I thought it would have come up so somewhere. This is my song to you on your birthday. All right. Never played before. Freshly played right now. What happened to it? There it is. <laughs> Disappeared. <laughs> hey, what happened to the song? It was here a second ago. <laughs> Nothing you can say can tear me away from my guy. My guy. Yeah. Nothing you could do cause I'm stuck right glue to my Van Halen covered this. They call it My Girl. No. <laughs> Guys have covered this, though, and changed the gender, right? My guy. Pat Francis. All right. I like your version. <laughs> maybe, we can, maybe you can record that and we sell it. <laughs> All right. Now, here's a song I do know because my parents would play this. This is an artist my parents played. He's coming in at number six. Dean Martin, Everybody Loves Somebody. Everybody loves somebody sometimes. Wait, this is number one? That's number six. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Mary Mary Wells was at seven. We're, at, we're just, you're the, okay. one, you're the one that interrupted the I flow. I interrupted. Sorry. The Beach Boys at number five with I Get Around. I also feel really bad about interrupting Mary Wells by singing really terribly okay. at the same time. But I, I, I just love that song. Round, round, get around, I get around. You have to That's play number it five. again without my interruptions. Okay. Number four, mm-hmm. Oh Pretty Woman. We already played that. Roy Orbison. Okay. This is wild. This is number three. Okay. This is number three. Well, hello, Dolly. Dolly. Yes. Well, hello. Well, because Louis the movie, Armstrong, yeah. The movie was out. Yep. Such a good movie. Now. It's so good. 
The top two slots mm-hmm. are held by one iconic band. Who's the band? The Beatles. Exactly. Okay. At number two, She Loves You. Okay. And at number one, I don't know if I should play it in mono or stereo. What do you think? You choose. What do you think the the Beatles released it as? I think they would. I think they like the mono. Then let's do that. All right. Thank you, Pilar, for being here today and helping me celebrate my birthday on my birthday. Happy birthday, Pat. Happy birthday, me. <laughs> Everyone, if you haven't guessed it yet, please enjoy. I want to hold your hand. Oh. Here we go. can't hear why not what can you hear nope you can't hear in your mic you can't hear anything hello hello yes i can are you sure i can Mm -hmm. i can hear really well check 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 your booty check your booty ow i'm gonna do this by myself (laughs) check 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 because you're being stupid check 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 your booty. Happy birthday. Oh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wiggle your wire right here. That's what she said. Right here. Okay. And then talk. Talking, talking, talking. Talking. Talk loud. Talking loud. All right, good. Yeah. Oh, you take this? Yeah. That sounds good on... (laughs) Sounds really good. Could you get one that's crunchy? Mm -hmm. It has walnuts. Yeah, I can tell. It sounds like (laughs) a walnut. Would you like to get some walnuts and a nutcracker and do that during the show? That would be fun.